0: This is Two Grown Ups and a Mouse, episode number 17. Today we will be talking about Sebastian's Bistro. It's a restaurant inside of Caribbean Beach. And we will also be doing a spoiler light review of Incredibles 2, which just came out on digital. Everything Disney in and out of Hi there, I'm AJ. I'm Andrew. And this is Two Grownups Ups and a Mouse.
1: The podcast.
0: Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Hi there. Howdy. How are you? I'm good. That's good. I think so. I wasn't asking you. Okay. I was asking our listeners. How are you? They can't really answer back here. I didn't hear them. They can answer back by giving us feedback. They can go to our website, twogrownupsandamouse.com. Yep. They can go to YouTube. They can go to uh, social media such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. To, to, gr-
1: to grown-ups and mouths.
0: Exactly. And they can leave us feedback there. Yeah. Questions, comments, suggestions. Absolutely. And they can follow us. Yep. And they can listen on their favorite podcast system. iTunes, Google Play. Spotify. All of them. Pretty much all of them. We think all of them.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say all of them. Sure. Prove me wrong.
0: Sure. So today we are going to be talking about Sebastian's Bistro at Caribbean Beach. It is a reimagined restaurant because they had a a restaurant there, but it's been reimagined. It is now called Sebastian's Bistro. Right. And we are going to be talking about Incredibles 2. But as always, when we do movie reviews, we save it for the latter part of the podcast Because just in case you have not yet seen it and you do not want us to spoil anything for you, we want to make sure you have a chance to say, okay, I'm going to turn it off right now. I don't want to be spoiled. Right. I want to be spoiled.
1: I think technically you are spoiled.
0: I am spoiled. See? I like being spoiled. Right. I'm spoiled because of you.
1: And at the end of the movie, I spoil all your movies. Is that what you're trying to say?
0: No, I'm saying you spoil me. Oh. You're very good to me. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. All right. But I think right now we should talk about Sebastian's bistro. We did dine there at the end of October. That's right. Two thousand and eighteen.
1: And I think they only just recently opened in, uh,
0: in October two thousand and eighteen.
1: Yeah, I think they I think they had a soft open and then they started taking reservations in the beginning of October. Right. So and it's part of the reimagining of all of Caribbean Beach. Right. So part of it was the new restaurant. Actually, it's two new restaurants because they redid the, the counter service stuff and then the sit down restaurant, which is Sebastian's Bistro.
0: Right. And we left from work on a Friday and we drove up to Walt Disney World Resort and we had a reservation right. for 8.05. Yep. We parked the car at 7.57.
1: So basically what you're saying is good timing.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But it is Disney. And had we been a few minutes late, I'm sure they would have been understanding. Yeah. Because it's Disney. Uh, But I will give a warning to people that go there if they are sound sensitive as I am. It was very loud outside. They do have an outdoor dining area and they did have a live band playing. Right. And they checked us in outside. I had to ask for them to bring us inside so they could check us in because, as I said, I'm sound sensitive. Right. So, just have that in mind if you're like me so you can kind of prepare yourself for that possibility. I don't know if they do that every night, or, you know, because it was a Friday night that that's why they were playing. It could, anything could happen.
1: Well, it's an, out, it's an outdoor bar, too. So, I imagine even if they didn't have live music, they're going to be playing recorded music and it's probably going to be loud. Right. So. And, and there wasn't a lot of room in front of the restaurant to check people in. So
0: Right. Not immediately in front. Though there was... Right you know, the walking path and everything was in that vicinity. So there were plenty of places to walk around and not go too far, right? but still be in the area. And honestly, when we were waiting to be seated, we waited inside and the noise in the hallway coming from the restaurant seemed very loud. It seemed like they didn't have a lot of soundproofing. However, once we sat down, it wasn't as noticeable. right? I think it was just the, Architecture of the building, for some reason, the sound just kind of held uh, in the outer hallway. Um, so I was worried that it was going to be really loud once we got inside. Right. But fortunately, it really was not. Yeah. So one of the first things we did when we sat down was I got a cocktail mm-hmm. because it uh, was kind of stressful to drive up. It took a little bit longer than usual because, as I said, we had worked that day and we hit a lot of rush hour traffic yeah. and, uh, you know, I wanted to relax a little bit. So I got a Barbados Lily, which is Tito's Handmade Vodka, J.D. Taylor Velvet Falamum, Falernum? I don't know what I was drinking, but it was good. There was also guava and lemon juice in it, so it was a nice sweet drink as I like it. Right. Um, I had also looked at the guava Rita, which is Peridura Risposado Tequila, Sweet and Sour, and Guava with Pomegranate and Lime Juice. And if we go there again, I probably will try the Guavarita, since I already tried the Barbados Lily.
1: We should go back, though, and since you're trying to, attempting, sorta, kinda, to pronounce all these words, that the restaurant is a Caribbean Latin-themed restaurant. So, all the, uh, and, and honestly, we'll have to take your South Florida, you know, card away because you haven't pronounced any of those very well uh-huh i'm not even going to try because exactly. i will do a much worse job
0: exactly. thank you but still <laughs> but still so so we did get the uh, i did get that and you got your stella artois very caribbean yeah i think so would you say Belgian beer? is that where it's from Belgian. yeah yes very caribbean i think so mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of people online had talked about the C- caribbean pull-apart rolls And I will preface this by saying, yes, they were good. And I, yes, I'm glad we got them. However, having said that, it was a little disappointing because if we go to Yachtsman Steakhouse at Yacht Club, we get bread service at no extra cost.
1: Well, if you go to almost any restaurant, you get bread service for no cost.
0: Right. So... It was kind of disappointing that we had to pay for bread service. Now, right. having said that, we never asked them, what if we just wanted the rolls without the dips on the side? Do you charge for that? Or is it a different cost or is it complimentary? Or if we wanted more rolls, if we, you know, because they served it with three or four rolls, right. what if we wanted more? Could we get more? So honestly, we did not ask those questions.
1: Right.
0: Um, so we don't know the answer to those questions. Right. But, uh, and they, and they were a little bit on the pricey side for, for an appetizer of rolls.
1: Right. For, for just four, cause it was four rolls cause we each had two. Right. And then, so it was $12. Although the, the sides were, were quite good, I, right. I, you know, uh, well, so, but I, I don't, it's not high on the value scale there.
0: Right. It was guava butter, mango chutney and Jamaican jerk oil. Did I pronounce those correctly, honey?
1: You missed the jerk part.
0: No, the jerk's sitting in front of me. (laughs) I love you.
1: How rude.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so guava butter, mango chutney, and Jamaican jerk oil. You preferred the oil out of the three of them because that would be the most similar to an oil dip that you would get with your bread in in, in an Italian restaurant.
1: Well, the... I, I like that the jerk spice, the Jamaican jerk spice that they put in. So, right. I mean, it's it's similar in the sense that it's basically a spice in oil as opposed. But instead of it being, you know, uh, pepper and oregano and yada, yada, yada. Right. It's, it was jerk spice. All right.
0: Now, I enjoyed the mango chutney. However, I would have preferred it on something other than a bread. Right. But just eating it by itself, I thought it was... Enjoyable it had a good flavor, Sure. but what I really enjoyed was the guava butter. That was quite enjoyable
1: Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I it, tried well, I tried all three so it
0: vaguely reminded me of the um, butter that you get at the Polynesian which is made with honey and I Can picture them but I can't think of the, the name. It's like a wine nut and the butter
1: a wine nut Hawaiian oh
0: aloha hawaiian polynesian that i can't think of what the what that nut is called
1: peanut no
0: either way they have a they have a sweet butter at the polynesian and the guava butter in sebastian's bistro vaguely reminded me i mean they're they're nothing alike but just in that you know it's a very sweet butter you know sometimes they add honey to the butter or sometimes they add something else sweet in this case it was guava which is sweet so
1: well, I don't, yeah, I don't know what else. I I mean, it tasted sweeter than what you would have thought for the, for what was in it. Right. So, but, but it was very good. Right. I mean,
0: so we yeah. got that and we did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted dessert and I knew mm-hmm. we were getting that. So I wanted to get an appetizer as my meal. Right. And I got the Arepa, which is slow cooked pork and chili mango barbecue sauce. Only, I didn't realize what an arepa is, which is, for lack of a better term, it's a form of a pastry. And I didn't even touch the arepa part of my dish. Because when they brought it out, it didn't look like a mango barbecue sauce to me. It looked like a red Italian sauce on it, which I am not a fan of. So, I did eat the pork from the top. Mm -hmm. And I said this when we were eating. I said... You can tell that this is very well made. It wasn't to my liking. It wasn't something I preferred, but you could tell it was made well. Right. So that wasn't an issue. And would you like to tell everybody what you got?
1: Uh, no, I'm still looking to see what the uh, what kind of butter you had at Kona, because now it's bugging me.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll tell everybody what you got while you look for the butter. You got a grilled stir- skirt steak chimichurri. Right. Grilled skirt steak chimichurri with crispy yucca. And I did not try your yucca because it did not look all that appealing to me as I've had yucca before and I'm not a fan. But I did try your skirt steak and the skirt steak was very, very tasty. And did you find the butter?
1: I did. Macadamia nut. Why'd you make me sit here and look all that up? Because
0: it's I couldn't remember. And as soon as you found it, I knew it just popped in my head. Because it's always like that. That was not on purpose. I really did forget before. And it really just popped in my head right now.
1: Uh-huh. Sure. We'll go with that.
0: I said it was some kind of nut.
1: Yes, I'm you, some kind of yes, nut.
0: <laughs> but we can also tell them what happened while we were waiting for our main course. We can't? It took a long time uh
1: well yeah it, it it was a it was a dining experience
0: yeah we're not sure if she might have forgotten to put in our order or if it was the kitchen it could be either
1: i don't i I think she i think i don't think she forgot to put it in just because one of the things and I'd mention it is I noticed a lot of the other diners that were in there were also in there for a long time, so I don't know if it's just you know growing pains or well i guess technically it's not growing pains it's startup pains right you know obviously it's it's still a relatively new restaurant so they're probably still trying to get get themselves going and figure out all the best ways to do their do their things so.
0: right because they had sat us in one of those half booths which i'm not really a fan of right but it was we were at one table and just to the right of us was another couple right and when we first sat down, they were eating their main I mean, course, yeah. and it took them quite a while to get their plates cleared away, order their dessert, get the dessert, and leave. So right. that could have been it. But the server did notice that we had been there a while, mm-hmm. and she brought us testones yep. and something else. We have a picture of it. I don't know what it was.
1: Macadamia. Oh, <laughs> wait, no. that's
0: No. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. We had we'll post a picture on social media or on the website or both. Right. Uh, so you could see and maybe you'll realize what it was. But it, it was enjoyable. It was a different little flavor. Yeah. So, but as I said, we were talking about what I got for the main course and I did get the Arepa mm-hmm. and I was not really a fan of it. And the server noticed that I wasn't a fan. And she said, you know, oh, I can take that off. I said, no, it's not. There's nothing wrong with it. I just don't care for it. You know, but that's not the restaurant's fault. That's just me not caring for it. Right. So she said, I'm going to get you dessert because you didn't like that, which was very nice of her. And we were planning on getting dessert anyway. But what she also did was she brought me some mashed plantains.
1: Well, we we had talked about, you know, what if we'd gotten – uh, if you'd gotten a main course, what other kind of sides you could have gotten, and that's what led to that conversation. Because, like, like you said, you you lo- you really liked the skirt steak, but you didn't like the fried yuca, which uh, they were actually prepared very, very well. But I, I think it was just it was just a little too much of it. But
0: well, whenever something looks oily, even if it doesn't taste oily, but when it looks oily, I prefer not to eat it. Right, and that's what happened with the yuca. You offered me a piece, and to me, it just it appeared really oily, so it didn't look. That right. appetizing to me, but even the server verified. She's like, "Yeah, you don't have to get what sides it comes with. You can mix and match and get whatever." So,
1: and and this is the same at almost every Disney restaurant. They'll right. always uh, what are they, they call it the you can change this the whole setup, right? right? The main course and so if you if you prefer one main course dish and prefer the sides from another, they they're almost always happy to do it. I've never had them say no or or anything so i'm for me it's been a hundred percent but
0: right yeah they they do tend to be very accommodating they do want you to leave there happy just like she you know she offered to take the dish off the bill and i said no you don't have to but she still felt bad and she did buy dessert so right that you know it, it for all those things that's what makes it so enjoyable right But, yes, I would like to go back there and order a skirt steak for myself and get the plantains, mashed plantains on the side. Though, admittedly, she brought plain mashed plantains to me but said it usually comes with, like, an oil or some other. It's prepared a little bit differently with a little more stuff. But she's like, but you can just get them plain like this. Right, right. So that was the main course.
1: And there was a couple of other things on there that looked really good. Uh, the server said the, the pork shoulder and the jerk chicken was really good. So there's a lot of a lot of other options to go with, along with the usual fish and vegetarian and yada yada. The one thing that was really surprising to me, though, is that the menu did not look like the typical Disney menu. And I don't know if this is maybe a new thing they're trying or with with restaurants where... Because almost every Disney menu, no matter where you go or what they're serving... There's always a New York strip. There's always a pl- kind of a, not a, I, I don't want to say the word plain chicken, but it's not a very exciting, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a, a more of a bland dish just to cover their bases for, you know, if you go to, if you go to the, if you go to which is strictly a seafood place, there's a New York strip and there's a, a, a chicken breast of something.
0: Yeah. I understand right. what you're saying, but they do have the grilled skirt steak. So there's your beef.
1: Well, wow, but they the, do the skirt have the, steak isn't anything like a New York strip. Yeah, but it's still—it's
0: of course not, but it's still a beef. They have the jerk chicken, so there's a poultry, and they have your sustainable fish, so there's your fish.
1: Wow, but yeah, that's that's <laughs> no, not I, that's not even remotely the same.
0: <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but they're still offering a beef, a chicken, and a and a fish.
1: Right, but these are all Caribbean Latin themed dishes. It's not even it's not even the fake. Right. theming of it. I mean, this, a skirt steak with chimichurri is a lot different than just oh, here's a New York strip with mashed potatoes on the side.
0: Right, but you could get the skirt steak without the chimichurri. Or you could get the chicken without wow. the jerk sauce on it. I'm sure they have plain chicken there. Because if you look at the kids' menu...
1: Well, the kids' menu is pretty... Uh,
0: they have a... It's, it's similar. They have a shrimp skewer, a whole grain penny, a jerk chicken... A beef and mushroom blended burger,
1: a so it's pork it's, shoulder and a
0: Jamaican meat pie.
1: It's much more themed than usual, I guess is really the way I'm I'm going with that. It's right. not it's not exactly the same as what you would normally find, and it's it, maybe it, maybe it is something that they're doing, or maybe it's not. I don't know.
0: Right. But. But that was our experience with our main course and our appetizers. Or in my case, my appetizer was a main course. Right. Which, you know, they didn't have a problem doing. But before we had even gotten to the restaurant, I had seen the dessert menu. And the banafi tart, mm-hmm. which is banana custard, chocolate ganache, and caramel sauce. Right. Looked really good to me. Um, the only thing I would say about that is... I don't know if it was a whipped cream on the top or like a um, key lime ha- key lime pie has it too. Like that custard mm-hmm. thing at the top. Not, not custard because the banana custard was the center, right. but it was almost like marshmallowy meringue. That's right. Um, I think there were like little pieces of marshmallow or meringue on top and they weren't bad, but I could have lived without them. Right. I would have been happy just with the chocolate, the banana and the caramel sure um but it was very very enjoyable i would go back there just for that dessert (laughs) because i really did enjoy it and honestly what i also liked about the dessert was it wasn't small per se but it wasn't huge either so it wasn't one of those really big you know desserts where it's like it tastes really good and it's really big and you keep on eating it because it tastes really good right but you need it like you need a hole in the head. Exactly. So, uh, I did like the size. I right. thought it was a, a very nice portion. Sure. So that was our experience. Unless you wanted to say anything else about about the restaurant that I might have
1: missed. No, uh, I, I think it was it was good. I think there's some growing pains. It's not a it's not a very big restaurant.
0: Right. And it's not a very inexpensive either. It's, it's it's on the pricey side for the main courses. I mean, they they range between $20 and $30. Right. You know, or 19 and 34 or the current prices and this is now, you know, we're um the beginning of November 2018. Right. So,
1: Yeah, it's a, it's on uh it's not a signature restaurant, so but it's on, you know, that's on the pricier side of the next level down, I guess. Right. Is a good way to put it. But
0: let's say that you like the Ribeye Right. If you ordered that, that was a nice size dish. And that also will be posting pictures either on social media, on the website or both. Sure. So you can see, you know, it, it was plenty of food as a main course. Mm-hmm. So you could definitely go there and not spend all that much money. I mean, we spent a little bit more because we got alcohol. We got the pull apart rolls. Right. You know, so it was a little on the, on the pricey side, but you can definitely go there and be more budget friendly. Sure. You know if you wanted to um but again those are just things we like to mention just to kind of prepare you right for you know what to expect and of course if you didn't already know this the menus with the prices are available at waltdisneyworld.com, com. Mm-hmm. and you just look up dining and then you click on menu and they will show you their breakfast lunch dinner you know depending on the restaurant when they're right. open but it will show you the menus with the prices so that is really nice sure you know, it's it's a great tool to prepare yourself if you are on a budget, right? And you know, you don't want to spend all your money at one place, right? But yeah, we'll, we'll definitely go back there for the Banoffee Tart, if nothing else.
1: Oh no, no. I, I will definitely go back. There's there's a lot more food, like you said. the The food was very well prepared. Yeah, it was it was definitely quality. So it's just a matter of finding something that meets your taste buds,
0: right? So right. Oh, and another thing, speaking of the growing pains, like when I worked in a restaurant before, so I understand that even if tables are open, you don't necessarily want to seat people because you don't want to sit one server, all their tables at one time. You want to stagger them so that, you know, the timing is good and you don't have everybody waiting for you and, you know, you get caught up. Or in the service industry, you call that in the weeds. So I understand that. However, having said that, there were quite a few tables quite spread across the restaurant that they weren't sitting. So I think that also can be attributed to what you were saying about it being growing pains and them just opening, you know, establishing themselves and trying to get in their groove. Sure. But it wasn't the end of the world. They did seat us within 10 minutes of our reservation time give or take
1: well yeah i you, you know, know it was enough time to get there check in and then for them to put us into the queue we didn't really wait per no, se so. no
0: it wasn't i mean they didn't sit us at exactly 805 but it wasn't a long wait it was just a couple minutes that we stood there
1: Right. well i mean by the time we walked up to it it was probably 805 so
0: <laughs> right so either way so that is our discussion about sebastian's bistro yep. in caribbean beach And now we are going to talk about Incredibles 2. If you have not seen Incredibles 2 and you do not want to be, have any spoilers, then thank you and we'll catch you next time. Yep. But if you do want to listen to Incredibles 2, that's what we're going to talk about right now. Yep. So we watched it last night. We did. On digital. That's right. And my biggest comment is it was very predictable. I'm awarded that way, wow. since since we want to be spoiler light. The, the storyline I mean, to me was was predictable, and you you'll see when you start to watch it, you'll be like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming.
1: Right, and it, but the thing is, is that you know a lot of the a, a huge majority of Pixar movies are like that, uh, and, and honestly, any kind of sequel, you know, sequels just kind of you know you don't have that first time magic. So here you have, you have to have a story and there's only so many ways you can go with a story. So
0: we need to watch it again because I just realized I never saw the Pizza Planet truck.
1: Oh, well, I'm sure it's there. I'm
0: sure it is also, but I never saw it. I wasn't really looking for it because John Rathisberger, is that how you say his name?
1: Ratzenberger.
0: Ratzenberger. He's in every Pixar movie. Yeah. And in The Incredibles he was Underminer. Right. Which was the very end of The Incredibles. The Incredibles 2 basically starts right there. Right. For, you know, give or take, that's basically where the movie starts. So... I
1: I mean, it's literally, at the end of The Incredibles, they're at the track meet with Dash Dash as they're walking out of the... Just Dash. Whatever.
0: Jack Jack. Jack (laughs) Jack Jack, Dash.
1: Whatever. (laughs) Um. as they're walking out of the that track meet, that's when the Underminer comes up and the movie ends as they all put their their masks on as they're going to uh, go fight the bad guy.
0: Right. So that's basically how the movie starts. So I didn't right. have to listen for him because right. he was right there, yep. right at the beginning of the movie, because that's something that they always have is he's in every movie, not necessarily big roles, but he's always in the movie. Right. And... The Pizza no, Planet truck. And, <laughs> I and, never looked for that.
1: Well, there's, and it, well, you missed a couple others because there's always a, a lug, a luxo ball that's in there somewhere. I didn't really pay attention. There's always a reference to 113 because that's a room a, number. A113. Right. A113. That's a room number at, at one of the local colleges where all the, well, not all, but a huge majority of Disney animators had gone to school. Um, it was always a pizza planet truck. Honestly, I bet one of the characters they said was a pizza delivery man. So I'm I'm gonna guess that he's the he had there was a truck outside of his domicile, if you will. But I I did see the one one three. I didn't see the ball. I didn't see the pizza planet truck. I didn't see I'm trying to think what else. Uh, there's a whole bunch of Easter eggs in every Pixar movie. So
0: right, but we weren't watching it for that. We were just watching it to yeah. watch it, and I did enjoy it. I mean, it was a cute movie, but as soon as it was right. over, one of the first things I said to you was, the first one's better.
1: I, I was expecting as much. I mean, it's pretty rare that a sequel is better than the original, but on the flip side, I don't think this was, I don't think this was bad. No. I, mean, I, I, d- I thought it was, I thought it was quite enjoyable. There's a, a, quite a lot of laugh out loud kind of moments because just of the wackiness of Jack-Jack Right. was just, I mean, it was hilarious at times.
0: Well, there were not plot holes, but there were things that like they'd happen, and I'd be like, "Why didn't they do, they do this? Why didn't they do that?" Oh, I can't talk. Why wow. didn't <laughs> that was pretty bad. Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? Because they could have avoided the.
1: And you know what? There is an answer for that, because they're coming out with Toy Story Four. They pushed Incredibles Two forward a year, so they had one less year to. He even, Brad Bird even commented on it saying, because of the schedule, we know we had a few holes in the in the middle of the movie that we well, couldn't. And then, it, and then, of course, he also said, well, now we can make Incredibles 3.
0: Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't the kind of hole where it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. But it was, right. it, it was the kind of hole where it was like, you could have avoided the controversy if you just did this instead. Or if they had explained why they didn't do something like well, oh well that wouldn't have worked because whatever right. that, that kind of thing that would that was one of the reasons why i liked the first one better right but yeah there were it was enjoyable for the characters for jack jack as you said you know there were a lot of funny parts or funny comments and stuff right um and a lot of the actors you know voice actors from the incredibles did come back
1: Well, out of all the main cast everybody did except for dash right so it's still it's still uh still coach
0: right craig Craig t nelson and holly hunter the two big ones mr and mrs incredible
1: sarah val is violet she was the original samuel l jackson is frozone
0: right and honestly i commented to you that Mr. Incredible didn't sound like himself, but that's uh, he did, probably but just getting older or the way they recorded him.
1: Well, it might be a mix of both.
0: It was like the, the pitch was like higher or something. So right. it sounded a little bit off.
1: Well, you know, not that you want to feel older or anything, but you know, the Incredibles is 14 years old now. The 14? first one. Yeah. 2004 was when it was released. So, I mean, that's. That's a long time. That's a long time. And Craig T. Nelson's like 74 now. So, I mean, that's, you know, you're going from 60 to 74. That's a, you know, you start, you start getting into that changing area. So, um, the only, uh, the only main character, like I said, is Dash. He changed, They had a different voice actor, mostly because the, like I said, in the 14 years, the original voice actor grew up and, you know, probably sounds like this now. Right. So, you know, I can't, hard to play that young boy.
0: Well, there were some new characters. Of course. um, And one of them was played by Bob Odenkirk, who that name may or may not sound familiar to people. And even though you and I never watched Breaking Bad, I knew he was in Breaking Bad. Like, as soon as I heard him, I was like, I I could picture him as soon as I heard his voice and I looked it up and that's who it was. He's Saul, you know, from Better Call Saul. And then Catherine Keener, who I know... Whenever I see her, I think of her dad because I used to work in a casino that her dad played poker in. Right. So, I always recognize her from that more so than her work. But she also is, she's one of those actresses where if you see her, you'd be like, I've seen her in things before. She's probably best known for The 40-Year-Old Virgin.
1: Right. That was, you
0: know, one of her bigger movies. And Sophia Bush, who also has, you know, a relatively distinctive voice. Um and honestly I couldn't I think cuz we're too old I couldn't really tell you what she's known for. Right. I just know that I've seen her in a lot of things sure. you know recently.
1: Sure. But those those really cover the main characters. There's a bunch of other characters too. And then, you know, they didn't they didn't give Edna Mode enough screen time cuz she's always an enjoyable character.
0: Well, everybody loves Edna Mode. Right. Darling.
1: Exactly. The funniest part is he's voiced by the director. Or she's, she's voiced, voiced by, by the, the director. director. <laughs> which is a he, Brad Bird.
0: Right. No, the, the the characters were good. You know, like I said, I don't want to spoil it, but it was, to me, predictable. You know, as we're watching it, I was like, yeah, this is going to happen. And that wasn't, what I predicted wasn't exactly what happened, but it was relatively close.
1: Right. Some, well, I mean, somewhat you know, close to that. That's a simple plot line. I right. mean, it's not... Like I said, it's the same with all the, you know, but you know, you don't, you don't watch Pixar for, for high, you know, high writing, you know, it's not, it's not bad. I mean, it's, it, <laughs> that's not to say that it's bad, but it's not, right. it's just not, it's not going to have that complex complexity and, and depth and all right. that, all that other stuff. Right.
0: right. We don't watch it for that. We watch it for the characters and we watch it for those laugh out loud moments. Like you right. were talking about the visual sure. funny moments and let's talk not about the Incredibles, but that short, mm-hmm. there were two shorts right. that came with it. One was called Bow, yep. and the other one, I didn't notice what the name was, but it was basically another Jack-Jack
1: short. Well, it was uh, in, the, in the movie, Edna Mode babysits Jack-Jack for a night, and you'll have to see the movie to understand why, but the short is What Happens That Night.
0: Right, which is basically what the first short was with the first movie. Exactly. Because the babysitter right you know babysits jack jack and then the short was basically what happened while she babysat so it's basically the same thing only this time it was it wasn't a babysitter it was Ed mode right and that was really enjoyable that short
1: oh yeah
0: bow not my cup of tea i mean it was was okay but it was kind of
1: i I thought it was good uh, you know the shorts are always kind of to me they're hit or miss I mean, I can understand, I can appreciate the art, I guess, is is a good way to say it. It's not my, you know, I mean, I'm not the same, I'm the same way. I don't, I don't really go to, I'm not looking for high art or things that are purposefully tug at your emotional strings and all that. It's just kind of
0: me. Well, honestly, the main character is a female. And for the first few minutes, I thought it was male. That was part of my problem with it.
1: Well, I didn't have that issue. Oh,
0: I, no, I did. I re- because the character wore earrings, but that doesn't mean anything nowadays. So I honestly thought it was male. And then when I realized, oh, wait a second, that's a female. It kind of changed the whole story. Right. So that might be why it wasn't really my cup of tea. Mm. I appreciated it, but it just was like, you know, right. a lot of people talk about how great it is. And I was like, mm, no. This, no, you know, I mean, I like um, lava. Right that short i don't remember which movie it came out with but Hmm. the but that short was really really cute and it was also a very simple storyline that was basically told through the song right you know um so i do like some of the shorts but this one just it wasn't bad i mean other people might look at it and say oh but it was so cute but like i said for me i think it was because i didn't realize it was a female that kind of changed the dynamic
1: of it can't help you
0: Mm. but again we will watch it again because they're the easter eggs i want to look out for this time and you know right. maybe pick up on something that i might have missed with the first go around oh sure so i think we should go do that now sounds good to me nothing else on tv so we're gonna go watch incredibles 2 again so if you haven't already please subscribe we'd love to have you absolutely and if you have thank you yep and i know that you found us because You're listening now, but just in case you wanted to find us another way, as we said, we are available on pretty much all of the podcasting systems, Apple, Google play, Spotify, or you can go to our website and listen from there to com. Or you can follow us on social media. You can actually listen to it through YouTube. We don't really have video with it, but you can listen through YouTube if that's your method of choice, uh, And all of our social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, always two grownups and a mouse.
1: Right. So just type it into Google and you'll find us.
0: Yes. So on that note, I am going to say good night.
1: What about good morning?
0: I always forget that. Why don't you remind me before we we record that, you know, not everybody listens at night. Exactly. What about good afternoon?
1: Or good evening?
0: I said good evening. No, or did I say good night?
1: You said good night.
0: I'm saying goodbye.
1: Fine. I guess. Bye. Bye.